Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So, yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. All right, so a couple of interesting things happened this past week. One of them was in the last couple of days, actually, and we're going to touch briefly on it. But the first thing I wanted to talk about this week has kind of been sort of a big deal uh, to some people anyway is Elon Musk finally finalized his purchase of Twitter. And he, I mean, all due respect to the guy, yeah, he's, you know, super ultra-mega-loaded. And, yeah, he was, it's not like, I mean, I've talked about him in the past, and, you know, it's not like he, you know, came from nothing. But to be fair, even with all the assistance and all the funding he drummed up over the years and all the, uh, so, I mean, basically most of his moves have been pretty savvy business moves, taking advantage of tax breaks, things like that. But ultimately, he took, yeah, his dad was a gem miner in South Africa, and he started out, it's not like he started out dirt poor like, you know, some people, but he was not nearly in the league that he is now. He got to where he is through his own savvy business moves. Uh, like him or hate him, he did make his fortune way past what his father ever had. So, um, but yeah, he he wants so badly to just be like funny. I think like he 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 went out and had somebody pick him up a sink and walked into the Twitter offices the day the acquisition was finalized and said, "Here, let this sink in." And you know, it's cheesy, but it was, I thought it was kind of funny. I chuckled a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's, I guess it's corny. I like corny fucking jokes. I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, but ultimately, so Elon buys Twitter. The far left people had their predictable meltdown. This is the end of freedom. This is a threat to democracy. This is how fascism works when some oligarchy-minded individual buys the public forum. The problem is... These assholes all seem to have forgotten that 
it's not like he just bought it from the government. Twitter and all the other social media platforms have never been, I mean, they're, yes, they're more or less an arm of the government at this point, which is one of the reasons why he was talking about buying it in the first place, is saying that it should be a town square kind of thing. It should be a bastion of free speech since people use it and seem to think that's what it should be. And a lot of people were being silenced, and he didn't think that was right. Now, he's going to have to run it like a business. That's the first thing that people don't take into consideration. All these whiny, bitchy assholes who all of a sudden are going to have a problem with it because they don't want free speech. They want speech that agrees with their speech, and everything else is hate speech and needs to be silenced. Because morons nowadays have forgotten that people have the right to have their own opinions. People are entitled to think whatever the fuck they want to think. That's kind of how free speech works. You're allowed to say whatever stupid fucking thing you want. The part about it that they forget is that you bear the consequences of saying stupid fucking things you want. I really don't understand, other than the fact that, you know, a lack of development, character development, why people have such a fucking problem letting people say stupid shit. I don't know what they think they're accomplishing by saying, oh, well, I don't agree with that, so you can't say it. That's fucking dumb. Because when you do let people say shit that is stupid and points out how fucking stupid they are, you know that they're stupid. I don't understand this mentality of, oh, well, they said something that I don't agree with and they said something that's fucking dumb and I somehow have to now have my life impacted by this person being a fucking idiot and I have to change them and school them and show them how wrong they are. No, when you find somebody that's a hopeless fucking idiot, what you do is you fucking avoid them. It's really not that complicated. But... That's neither here nor there. That's maybe me being a cranky old Gen X bastard and saying, well, you know, when I had a, yeah, that's how we, that's how, that's how we canceled people when I was a kid was if they were stupid, we just fucking stayed away from them. Let them be stupid by themselves off in a corner somewhere instead of saying, oh, well, I don't agree with you. So you must be silenced and all this other horse shit that's going along with it. And like I said, the predictable meltdowns came. All these people lamenting how this is going to be the end of free speech and how he's going to ruin everything and how he's going to do this and he's going to do that. And I don't know how many fucking tweets I saw that were like, if he lets Trump back on the platform, I'm gone. And it's like, look, Karen, it's not a fucking airport. You don't need to announce your departure. You don't, you don't, like, the, you don't like the app. You don't like the direction it's going. You don't like the fact that he bought it and took it private. Made it a private company again, a full-on private company, no public shares, et cetera, et cetera. It's his company. He can run it exactly how he sees fit. You don't like that? Fucking kick rocks. You don't need to tell everybody you're going. Contrary to what most people think, most people are not the fucking main characters in life. They are fucking NPCs in everybody else's story. That's how all of us look at the world. None of us really give that much of a shit if you're what you're going to do with your day and, t- day and time. So shut the fuck up, take your tears, and kick fucking rocks. You don't like it, go start your own platform. That's what you told everybody when they were being silenced and they said that wasn't fair. was, well, you can go start your own platform. It's a private company. They can do what they want. Now that someone said, here, we're going to take this away from you and I'm going to do something that you don't want, you think you're going to cry and throw a hissy and anybody's going to give a shit. And I saw a lot of accounts that they're like actively trying to call Elon out. And I suppose being a multi-billionaire means you have time to sit around and dick around on Twitter all day. So he's been answering some of them, and some of the other people are like, oh, well, he's got me blocked. What's he scared of? He doesn't da, da, da. He's not scared of shit. He probably thinks you're a pain in the ass or you're annoying or you're a waste of his time, so he's got you muted and blocked so he doesn't have to see your stupid shit. 
It's not that he's scared of you. It's not that your truth is something that's going to rattle his fucking day to day. It's that you're an annoyance. You're not a threat. You're a pain in the ass. And there's a lot of these, you know, stupid fucking, you know, oh, I'm a celebrity. I'm important. Everybody should know I'm quitting Twitter. Like I said, it's not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Fuck off. And ironically enough, most of the ones that are being highlighted as, oh, well, I'm definitely leaving are like people that nobody really gives a shit about and are somehow grasping at straws trying to stay relevant or trying to gain relevance, I should say. A lot of them stopped being relevant fucking years ago. And ultimately, you know, again, you're celebrities. You're not some moral bastion of greatness. You, By and wide, most of these people got famous for pretending to be something they're not. That doesn't give them any sort of expertise in being a good person. That doesn't give them any sort of moral compass that somehow makes them better than anyone else. What it actually says is who they are on their own, in most cases, isn't good enough for anybody to give a shit about. So they have to pretend to be somebody else. Now, there are obvious exceptions. There are a few celebrities out there that I actually really respect and admire based on the fact of how they behave and how they carry themselves after they got their celebrity status and what they did with it is way more impressive to me than how they got it in the first fucking place. So yeah. And they're not really out there making big stinks that somebody bought the company and said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to let people have their opinions, say their piece and not silence anything I don't agree with. And that's the thing. Most of these like super far left assholes that are saying about how Elon's purchase of Twitter is going to be the, downfall of free society and it's a threat to democracy which i don't see how that's one of their favorite go-to lines oh this is going to destroy our democracy and it's utterly fucking stupid to say a threat to democracy is allowing people to have opinions that you don't agree with is just arrogant so fucking arrogant to assume that you are the ultimate say so in what you feel is right and wrong and if an opinion doesn't line up with yours it's a threat to the free world and all this other ridiculous shit that these people are saying it's utterly fucking stupid and it just realistically it blows my fucking mind i can't wait to see where this goes because elon is a troll i mean at at the root of who he is he he loves fucking with these people and i'm enjoying the show for the time being and i'm even seeing people that i never agreed with in the past that are coming to saying look this is what free speech looks like whether you like it or not and it's like wow i all of a sudden almost respect you even though i think you're a general dirtbag but you said something halfway respectable and uh it's been kind of pointed out like oh aaron you're going in so hard on the left lately what the fuck you're you you're starting to sound like a MAGA guy and all this other shit. Well, think what you want. The reason I go in hard on these people is because they're the ones making all the fucking ruckus. They're the ones acting like the world is ending because they lost their echo chamber. And realistically, they haven't even lost it because they're not removing the block button. They're not removing the mute feature. They're not forcing you to listen to shit you don't want to do. All you have to do is click on the little three dots in the corner and click block or mute or whatever suits your fancy when there's something you don't want to deal with. And you can go back to being a closed-minded little fuckhead off in your own little world, only hearing opinions that tell you you're right, because that leads to personal growth and development, and that'll make you a much better human being. Which may also explain why most of the people that have been making stupid-ass posts trying to say how much Elon is worried about what they have to say, and that's why he's not acknowledging them and all this other shit, other than pointing out the fact that they're probably just annoying him, I generally like to point out the fact that, you know, he owns the company outright. He can do whatever the fuck he wants with it. If he was really threatened by you or worried about you or was any of the shit you're trying to claim he is, 
you would have been deplatformed already. You're still here. You still have a voice. Just because he's not acknowledging you doesn't mean you're being silenced or you're being censored or anyone's fucking afraid of you. It just means you're being ignored because you're fucking annoying or you're fucking stupid. Either way, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. But yeah, so that's kind of my take on things like it. For the time being, I'm going to sit back and enjoy the show and listen to all these people bitching and whining and complaining about the changes they're making to their platform that, oh my God, it's just so wrong. And I'm going to sit back and enjoy the fact that the first thing he did was come through and fire the CEO and fire, I think the CTO and the like legal counsel and basically the, the team who was responsible for deciding who got muted, who got silenced, who got their speech banned, who got their accounts banned. Yeah. He fired them. No, granted, I, I don't necessarily want to wish bad things on everybody, but my sympathy for these assholes is extremely tempered. They had plenty of opportunities. They made plenty of money off this company. They made plenty of money off of silencing people that didn't fit their program. So my sympathy's, you know, tempered. Plus, most of them were in a position to try and try and cash out on options that made them leave with a company with millions of fucking dollars. Elon, like I said, like him or hate him, the guy's a pretty savvy businessman. Now, he's going to have access to all sorts of internal documents, and I'm sure there was all kinds of digital shredding parties going on right up to the second he walked into the door. But he's going to be able to look through and find out everything that they weren't disclosing. All the stuff that he tried, you know, when they tried to take him to court to make him follow through with this buyout, uh, everything he was saying they didn't provide to him. Now he's either got to find it or he's going to find evidence that it was destroyed. Because if that data is just fucking gone, because I'm sure they didn't have enough time to properly sanitize it and make up false data to cover whatever they were saying. So if he completely shredded that, if it's all gone, it's evidence that there was some sort of impropriety going on. He's probably going to counter sue these people. So all these golden parachutes that the executives are walking out the door with millions of dollars with maybe for, you know, fucking nothing. They may be worthless. He may be back in front of the DOJ saying, look, or the, or the trade committee or whoever, whatever, whatever department handles this stuff, where he's going to be saying, look, they pulled some bullshit. They, they owe me money. They, whatever. So, you know, hopefully he manages to give him one good last rogering and, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of sympathy for these people. The, the ones that are worthwhile are going to land on their feet. So the ones that aren't are fucked because they've been in an environment that sheltered them in spite of the fact that they were fucking useless little troglodytes that sat around and pushed their agenda and got paid for it. And that's the other thing is like several media outlets were trying to make this big deal that he came in and he started axing employees. He said he was going to do it. He said before he bought it, he was going to do it. He made it pretty clear, like, yeah, we're going to come through. And one of the things about being an efficient business is you get rid of redundant people and you get rid of nonproductive people. If your entire job their last two years was sitting at Twitter silencing people you didn't agree with and the new owner says, yeah, we're not doing that anymore, your job is now redundant. Your existence is no longer needed within the company and you're not owed anything by this guy. So these people that are, you know, I was a programmer, I was this, I was that. I really don't have any sympathy, sympathy for them either. Um, partly because when things like, you know, the, the pipeline got shut down a couple of years ago, you know, the thing that nobody wants to talk about why we're in the economic situation we're in in terms of gas and shit like that right now, you know, how we're no longer energy independent. Yeah, when that happened and the response, generally accepted response was, well, you, maybe you guys need to learn to code. Yeah, well, these motherfuckers already know how to code. So if coding is such a great fallback position, they should be fine. They should all land on their feet. 
or they're utterly fucking worthless and they know it and now they have to go out in the real world and actually prove that they're worth something. I actually saw something that made me laugh. It was like a a McDonald's hiring sign, now hiring Twitter employees. And I was was like, yeah, now you're not going to be able to get your fucking cheeseburger until until you tell them who you voted for. It's going to be fucking fun. And honestly, I wouldn't trust most of those fucks to make my cheeseburgers. Call me crazy, but it is what it is. And that's about uh, what we're going to talk about the Twitter buyout now. We'll probably touch on it again, depending on how the thing plays out. Like I said, I'm really interested to see what Elon gets out of their files once he gets his fingers in there and starts looking. And it's not like he doesn't have his own programmers, his own developers. And he's you know a fairly intelligent guy himself. And I'm sure he's got like forensic coders and shit that are going to be able to come through and try and tell where things have been changed and try and get down to the nitty gritty and the facts. So I'm interested to see how that pans out. And uh, now for my longtime listeners, you know, I used to stick a lot of other podcast ads in here. Um, I'm That's something I want to get back to. I need to grow my circle of support, as it were, uh, you know, plug my friends. And that's their shows I think you guys should check out, too. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. I'm going to stick an ad in here. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the other thing I want to talk about this week. Hey everyone, it's Gnome from the Hateful Gnomes Music Hut. I'm here with my good buddy, Jake the Hater, and we're bringing you a bi-weekly music podcast for all your heavy metal needs. Tell them about it, Jake. We are here to have our horns up. We are staying heavy. That is right. Even B-Word is producing behind the scenes, turning his mic off. But you know what? We are going to give the fans something bigger, badder, and fucking bolder. Tune in bi-weekly, a Spreaker Prime podcast. All right, and we're back, and I'm probably going to try and get a, uh, a break, some some audio there, you know, some sort of sound cue for the break, intro, outro to the break kind of thing. Um, I really want to start utilizing the capacity I have here more and start doing things, and so, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to start doing live shows uh, with sound effects and fun stuff like that, but... So if anybody out there that listens happens to be good at music stuff or have some free use music or has some music you wrote that you don't you want to let me use without suing me, yeah, hey, let me know. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a message. Shoot me a text. Shoot, shoot me a phone call. Whatever. But yeah, so the other thing I want to talk about is a few days ago, um, Paul Pelosi, uh, the esteemed husband of the Speaker of the House, the third in line for the presidency of the United States, that shambling fucking corpse Nancy. Yeah, her husband. Uh, Apparently, he got assaulted a few days ago uh, in his home in an extremely upscale, rich-ass neighborhood in in California and San Francisco. It was an utter shitstorm, like, immediately. And regardless of where you stand on things, yeah, it's kind of fucked up that somebody got attacked in their house by somebody. Um, but my simp- again, this is one of those cases. This is a rotten individual. This is a corrupt motherfucker. This, he has made a fortune since his wife has been in a position to give him insider trading information, even though they deny that that's what happened. And she promises she's never told him anything about what would affect their stock portfolios based on litigation she's involved in. And she promised and she pinky swore that that would never happen. So I'm sure all of their wealth and, and 
their net worth of, I think last time I checked, was something like $123 million, give or take, you know. Who knows, I haven't kept track of the Pelosi stock ticker like I should. But yeah, so you got to figure their net worth is $100 million plus. And they don't, they, yeah, their house has been the subject of other issues over the course of Nancy's stellar political career. You know, people protesting outside of it. Um, it's been graffitied. It, the people left a dead pig's head on there once, which I personally thought was fucking hilarious. Because it didn't hurt anybody. It's harmless, and it makes a point. And frankly, I think they suck, so I don't really have a lot of sympathy for them. But that doesn't mean I wanted to see him get assaulted. Now, here's the the kind of the facts as I understand them at this point. The initial report went out. There's a 911 tape that was released Paul Pelosi called 911 while the guy was in his house, named the guy by name. Later on, cops released a statement saying Mr. Pelosi did not know the individual. The individual broke in looking for his wife, Nancy, um, and assaulted him with a hammer, and he was there to kidnap her and kneecap her for being a corrupt piece of shit or something. Now, immediately, all the left politicians, particularly the younger ones, the, the ones I really can't stand, AOC and her shit bird bunch, they all start posting about how this guy's some ultra mega right wing, yada, yada, yada. Again, not completely beyond the stretch realm of imagination that some ultra right wing nutball would go after some ultra left wing nutball or some just horribly corrupt left leaning individuals. Particularly with, you know, a lot of the more ridiculous shit out there, all the QAnon bullshit and all this other stuff where they're really kind of going hard on the crazy spectrum, too. But there are certain things about the guy who did the breaking and entering that didn't exactly fit that narrative. And more importantly, these bitches were running their mouths, and I'm using the royal bitches as in he's, she's, they's, everybody. I'm not gender nonspecific bitches. These motherfuckers are out here making tweets and social media posts within hours of the news breaking that this had happened. Not nearly enough time for any sort of facts to be established, not even enough time for a police report to be issued. But they're making their statements that this must have been some ultra-right wing, yada, yada, yada. And then other information starts coming out, and the other information says this guy is most well-known as a nudist activist from Berkeley, California. Three things that immediately make you question his right-leaning credentials. Nudism, not real big with the right. Activism, not real big with the right for the most part, or at least not calling themselves activists. And then Berkeley, California, which everyone knows is a deep, deep red strong bed of conservative thoughts and beliefs, right? So, yeah, that's not adding up real well either. Now, the next thing about this incident, and again, like I said, I'm not, I'm not wishing anybody gets attacked with a hammer, uh, particularly in their underwear at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, like happened here, because apparently when the cops showed up, they were both in their drawers. Now, I can understand being in your drawers if you're in your own house at 2 a.m. and you're sleeping and somebody breaks in to try and, you know, beat your ass. I mean, honestly, you break into my house at 2 a.m., there's a really good chance that you're going to get shot by a guy in his underwear. But the likelihood that you're in your underwear when you break into my house at 2 a.m. is probably a lot less significant. So that, you know, that doesn't exactly ring kosher. 
And a lot of people, and a lot of the guys on the right, guys, gals, whatever, how you, you know, I'm using generic terms here, general broad sweeping terms, because I'm old and that's how we talk. But a lot of the people on the right were instantly jumped into, oh, well, this must be his gay secret lover, and they had a lover's quarrel, and that's what happened, and it was a gay prostitute. I've heard all kinds of shit. Gay prostitute, he got beat with a rubber dildo hammer, and utterly ridiculous shit. And, you know, I mean, is it beyond the realm of possibility? No, it's not. That could be, we don't know, we weren't there. However, the fact of the matter is, Paul Pelosi's like 82, 83 fucking years old. I really don't like thinking about 80-something-year-olds fucking. It just, ugh, no. So I'm going to say that I'm more willing to lean into this guy with some nutball that had an axe to grind and broke in there to do it. However, like I said, parts of the story don't line up. The fact that he knew the assailant's name on the 911 tape, he said, my friend David is in here and he's attacking me with a hammer and I need the police. Yeah, okay, that's a little sketchy. And the fact that he made the call to 911 with the individual in the house and the narrative changed after the fact, you know, it's, oh, well, he snuck off to the bathroom. He, he did, They didn't know he had a phone in the bathroom or yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Now, where I get kind of hung up on these things, like I said, it's a little questionable. It's a little sketchy. I don't think the official story is necessarily an accurate narrative, particularly coming from the same police department that didn't throw him under the jail when he got busted for like his third DUI recently. Um, yeah, that all went away really quick. You ever you ever notice that? Like you heard he got you heard he got caught, and that was it. There was no further discussion of it after the little couple second blurb. So, yeah, my my faith that the authorities are not you know, covering or trying to help the Pelosi family out with this particular instance, not real solid. Um, but like I said, the things just don't add up. You can pretty much any other sort of case like this, where there was some sort of breaking and entering and assault and yada, 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 there would be, let's say footage. And that's just the day and age we live in. The footage would be all over the internet, it would be everywhere, particularly if it shows that this story has went down how he said it went down. Because there's nothing better to squash rumors and all the other bullshit than having video proof of what actually happened. But oddly enough, for a family that is dead center in the political crosshairs of the opposition, has a net worth of over $100 million, is regularly picketed, protested, and the house and property are defaced and vandalized. But there's no security camera footage. They don't even have a ring doorbell. Yeah, it's, again, little fucking sketchy. So you you want to prove that what you said happened, it happened? Where's the tape? You know, I, I really, I don't believe in today's day and age that they don't have some sort of security system in place. I really don't believe that there was not at least a fucking alarm. I refuse to believe that some of the political elite and significantly wealthy individuals in this country don't feel the need for any sort of, you know, personal security or protection. It just, it doesn't ring true. It's ridiculous that they want to try and push this narrative that, Oh yeah, no, we don't have security. We don't have this. We don't have that. We only have security when Nancy's home because her, her, her secret service de detachment travels with her. Yeah, I get that. That doesn't change the fact that you're like uber wealthy and you could afford ADT. I I don't fucking buy it. You have 
You live in an extremely elite neighborhood. Your neighbors have ring cameras. They should at least be able to somehow prove this asshole showed up at your house. Nobody's coming forward with any kind of, you know, like, look, we're telling the truth. Here's our proof. Nothing. It's you no. Know, just take our word for it. This is what actually happened. They they weren't in there singing show tunes and smacking each other with a pink rubber hammer. It was breaking and entering because he was looking for Nancy to kneecap her, and he's being charged with federal crimes for trying to assault people based on what she does in the service of her duties. And it's just fucking ridiculous. It's like I said, I mean, I'm not saying extremism on either side pisses me off, be it left wing extremism or right wing extremism. And a lot of stuff has come out about this fucking guy in the short amount of time that since the thing happened where, yeah, he, he was, like I said, he was known as being, basically a nutball by people that were interviewed. He was known to call the cops repeatedly on his neighbors. His neighbors were interviewed by newspapers. He was politically more left-leaning based on everything they said, based on his former life partner. Um, She was interviewed, and she said that one of the things that she was attracted to in the first place is that she, he was much more politically aligned with her beliefs and she's like ultra, ultra liberal. So it doesn't really track that all of a sudden he's a MAGA conspiracy theorist. I mean, yeah, you could go down the rabbit hole and they've now they're saying, Oh, well there's all these posts online that show he's fallen into the QAnon sect and da, 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 da. And even if that is the case, you know, that doesn't make make him automatically a threat against our democracy being perpetrated by those on the far right, which is exactly what every one of these irresponsible fucks went out and said. And rather than trying to address the situation, rather than trying to calm people down, every last one of these worthless fucks, both sides of the aisle, left and the right, every politician in office right now in our current situation is fanning these divisive, ridiculous flames. They are making the situation worse, not better. They are compounding the problems in this country because it's what they want. I mean, I don't know a a non-conspiratorial way to try and say this. It is being done deliberately. It is being done to foster division, to make the people easier to control, to keep the population in line, to keep us at each other's throats so we're not noticing how they're tag-teaming us and not in a good way. It's it's not like a fun, happy party. It's a, you know, welcome to your first night in fucking gen pop kind of kind of tag team. And uh, yeah, that's and it's working. It's and this the only problem is now they've fanned these divisionary flames to the point where the extremists are starting to target them. And again, this is where I don't feel any sympathy whatsoever towards career politicians or their families because their their families are complicit in this shit. And people are going to say, oh, well, it's not fair to attack their families just because of the job they do. But I can't completely co-sign that. I mean, like I said, I don't wish unnecessary physical violence upon anybody. However, there is something to be said for being hoisted on your own petard, as the old saying goes. You are basically reaping what you've sown because your career has been focused on fostering this division, this flame of hatred, and eventually it's going to pour over. It's it, And this is not new. This has happened in the past. 
There have been assassination attempts on politicians, like going back to the beginning of, of the country. And it's, it's going to happen periodically, particularly when your entire approach to governance is rather than serving the people is to keep the people divided and angry. And you're fueling this like paranoia and hatred. So yeah, I, yeah. Bashing an 82 year old with a fucking hammer. Yeah. That guy's got fucking issues. He he needs, they don't, they don't even need to really tell him he's going to jail. Tell him he's going on vacation. He's probably crazy enough to fucking buy it. If he thought this was in any way, shape or form, an effective use of his time and energy was to, go from Berkeley to San Francisco, break into Nancy Pelosi's house and kneecap her with a fucking hammer. There is so much wrong with this plan from any sort of like rational thought that I, if he's that fucking crazy that that is legitimately what happened and that's how this played out was he got it into his head to go kneecap her. Then, like I said, take him to jail, tell him he's going to club fed. He'll never know the fucking difference and that'll be fine. But you can't just, that's addressing, you know, a symptom. That's not addressing the actual cause of the problem. And we need to start holding these career fucks that are, like I said, they've made their careers out of fucking the American people. And I, so my sympathy is extremely tempered when it comes to they get bit by the fucking beast they created. These extremists are the direct result of decades of, of divisionist inflammatory politics. I mean, it's not like the parties not agreeing with each other is new shit. It's been that way since the beginning. It was intended to be that way because there is no one size fits all solution. That's going to make everybody fucking happy. And so, yes, there was supposed to be debate and division and, and discussions. That's, that's what we lost. There's no more discussion. There's no more, this is what we believe and this is what you believe. And we have to find some middle ground that works for both of us. Both sides have turned this into, if you don't agree with us, you're going to destroy the country. You are a threat. You are the bad guy. You are the evil empire. And it's not one side or the other. It's both sides. They're both playing the same game, just with a different set of gods that they're praying to behind their bullshit. And it's, it's, this is evil and what they believe in is evil and it's going to destroy you and ruin your life and destroy your family and destroy your country. And you can't allow that. And they're getting, that's how they're hyping people up, trying to get support for their side without looking at the unintended consequences of when you keep programming people and telling them the other guys are evil, the other guys are out to destroy you. They don't view what you believe as they don't think you're human. They don't think you're a person. They don't think you're worth anything. They don't think you have any value. It's a natural human reaction to react to that in a violent manner. People will react violently when it comes to self-preservation and survival. And rather than treating this country as we've all got to get along and we've all got to find middle ground, we've got to compromise, we have to be better, they have turned this into it's a, it's a battle for the soul of the country. It's good versus evil, and they're both saying the other side is evil, and the other side is out to destroy the country and destroy our humanity and destroy our freedoms. And they, despite the fact that both sides act way more than a, a little bit like they want to be absolutely in charge, there should not be any absolute one side of the aisle getting to control things. It should not all be, 
This country was never meant to be an absolute one way or the highway kind of situation. But that's what these assholes have done. And they've done it for the most just horribly selfish reason of all. They've done it to further enhance and consolidate their own fucking power. And they've done it because like this country is founded on a lot of ideals and that's what they are. They're ideals. They're, they're concepts and they're things you have to work at. It's nothing easy. It's not like actual freedom and liberty and understanding are not easy things to enact because that means you have to be more accepting of things that don't necessarily sit right with you personally because you have to understand that other people are not necessarily going to view the world for the same way you do. They don't have the same thoughts, the same experiences, the same feelings, the same background, the same upbringing. They're not going to see things your exact way. And rather than remember that, we've gotten to the point where it's, no, no, they're out. They, they, they don't agree with us. That's going to destroy the world. It's going to destroy. Because pushing for common sense, for sitting down and talking to each other, for treating each other like human beings doesn't get them the reaction they want. It doesn't increase the fear and bring people to them for salvation. It makes people more like me who start to realize they're superfluous. They aren't serving any real purpose other than their own aggrandizement, their own, you know, power grabs. It's like, look at everything that was put in place because of the fucking pandemic. Have they relinquished any of that shit yet? Other than saying, oh, well, no, you can go outside now, but we know we're still, we're still telling you there's, you got to do this. You got to do that. They're still pushing for the boosters, even though they say they've established they don't fucking do anything. Even though the CEOs of Pfizer, and I'm not trying to make this another pandemic rant, but the point is they, and I'm using the conspiratorial they, they, the government, the big bad guys who are trying to keep all the rest of us at each other's fucking throats, they kind of have lost the reins here. And this is like the first sign of it. If Regardless of the motivation behind why, unless it was... And I don't even, I don't even, honestly, I don't even want to try and co-sign the whole, it was Paul's gay lover and they got into a spat kind of thing because that, ugh. And not that I have anything against, you know, gay lovers because, hey, rock and roll. I'm not mad at you for that. But I do have something against like an 83-year-old with a heart on. It just doesn't sit right to me. I'm sorry. I honestly, I can't see my see myself thinking that's how I'm going to be when I hit 83. I'm going to want a fucking nap and a fucking glass of warm milk, probably. So, you know, it's like I said, it's not. I don't think that's the most likely scenario in this case. I don't think he went out to some gay bar while Nancy was out of town and picked up a transient fucking uh, nudist and said, "Hey, come back to my place and we'll have some cocktails," and then wound up getting smacked with a fucking hammer. But I also don't think this is some guy who spent his entire adult life as a very leftist individual who all of a sudden snapped and went full hardcore right wing. And that's why he went to smack fucking Nancy with a ball peen hammer in the kneecaps. I do, however, I'm a lot more willing to consider the idea that people are getting fed up with all these fucking politicians. There is realistically probably going to start being more of this shit. And the left is going to blame the right. The right is going to blame the left. And nobody's going to step back and go, hey, we fucked up and we need to hit the brakes before things run off the rails. So realistically, unless we take it upon ourselves to try and pump the brakes on this shit and pull things back to a more rational place and realistically take our power back from these shitheads, 
uh, things aren't going to get any better. Things are going to get worse. They're going to keep pushing this division until it something breaks. And there's no real telling what it's going to be. It could be some massive fucking overreach. It could be some small little innocuous thing. It could be, who knows, the next round of mostly peaceful protests that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And the two sides are going to be at each other's throats. And I'm going to be completely honest. If it does come down to a violent conflict, I know exactly what side my money's sitting on. And uh, it is what it is. But, yeah, that being said, realistically, we just need to take a couple pauses. If you know somebody that's really, really off the deep end into an extremist stance, and I don't mean like the kind of shit that gets me labeled an extremist, like wanting to be left the fuck alone to do what I want to do and leave everybody else the fuck alone. Yeah, technically, based on who you ask, I'm an extremist because I just want everybody the fuck out of my business. But if you're one of the people that's like me and you see this as a bad thing and you do have, whether they be friends, coworkers, family members that are a little more out there, a little more just fucking nutso, a little a little farther than we're comfortable with. Maybe, you know, take the time to actually engage them and try and say, hey, let's be uh, let's be friends. Let's uh, let's talk about this like sane and rational adults. And it, you're going to have to be the bigger person. You're going to have to be the better person because it's not going to be easy on either side of it. Anybody that's too extreme, you, you got to kind of deprogram them. You got to work in baby steps and little pieces. And, um, yeah, it's it's doable, but it takes work. And unless we're willing to put in the work, we're just saying we're going to have to accept it and let it run its course. And then once it's broken, see if we can pick the pieces up. Or who knows, maybe the conspiracy theorists are right or the biblical whack jobs are right and, you know, Armageddon's around the corner and who knows. I could I could be just screaming into the wind for nothing because we're all going to get some meteor smitten tomorrow. And you never know. But let's not focus on that. Let's try and be good. Let's try and be good to each other. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show, click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.